Let us pause for a word of prayer. Good and gracious God, as we are together again today, we come with thankful hearts. We come thanking you for, not only for your word, for the teachings of Jesus, but certainly for the life, death, resurrection of Jesus, and for the gathering that we have here today. We thank you that through these many, many centuries, your church, your message, your word has continued to grow as seed in the hearts of many, many millions of people throughout the ages. Be with us now. Help us to hear again with clarity your message for us. Help us to be open to listening, listening with open hearts. Receive your message of unconditional love, abundant forgiveness, the many blessings that you give to us each day. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Again today we have another parable about seed and about sowing and about reaping and all of those things. Jesus used all of these parables of the local people. The people, some were shepherds, some were farmers, some were uh, had other occupations. But they were very simple people for the most part. And so he used simple language, told simple stories with deeper meanings. As Robin so well said, you know, parables are stories that carry another meaning. And now thank, uh, in thankfulness to Robin, who can add another parable to our stories as well. And I thank her for that message and all the children hearing that in a good way. You probably heard a lot of parables, a lot of <laughs> sermons, I should say, a lot of messages about about farming and seeding and shepherds and and seed like last week falling on some on not good ground, rocky soil, and eventually some falling on, falling on good soil and producing abundantly and good good things. And obviously the seed at that point was the word of God, the word that we've put out there. Sometimes we hear the term, well, we sow the seed, somebody else reaps. That's very true. Many of us who have been pastors for a long time see that. We might have spent some time in a particular congregation and things were kind of going along and maybe going along okay and then we sowed some seeds that we thought were important. We shared a message that we thought was important. It might have been something about some of the social justice issues. It might have been something about the poverty in our country. It might have been something about other concerns, the divisiveness that we see. And later on, we find that those seeds do produce some fruit. Not always immediately, not as much as we like. But now that's getting back into last week's message. <laughs> you probably heard that already, maybe, if you had this for last week's uh, <clears throat> parable about sowing. Getting back to what's, what was read a little while ago. <clears throat> In this parable, it's a little different. The, the seed is not is not the word of God. The seed is us, you and I, people, the good seed, the bad seed. And you know, we kind of have to be careful because we start saying good and bad. Of course, we're always the good. Is that right? 
were never the bad seed. Remember a movie years ago, The Bad Seed? Little girl who was possessed? Yeah. Won't go there, that was a bad movie. <laughs> but anyway, um, The Bad Seed. We have to be careful because it's so easy for us to think we know who's good and who's bad. Is that coming through there, maybe? It's so easy for us to, to think that we are sure that we're the good seed. And of course, somebody else, the ones that we see maybe getting in trouble, the ones that we see not carrying their weight in a particular thing, the ones who slough off at work, the ones who uh, do all kinds of things that we disagree with, we think they're the bad ones. And of course, we're the good ones. So if we take it that way, we really have to be careful because we don't know the whole picture. We don't know what's inside somebody else's head and heart. We don't know what kind of life experience somebody else has had. We don't know what kind of tragedies or, or difficulties or uh, abuses they might have had in their younger years or all the way along. We just don't know. So it's not wise for us to be, to be saying somehow they should be different. That's not good to do. But it is saying that the ones who the seed was out there, and it says in the text, the, the devil was the one, or later on Jesus explains. It isn't in this reading, but some verses later, he explains it to the disciples because they seem to have a hard time getting it. Even though they, they had been with him all these years, they still... He still had a hard time. He had to explain it to them like, like they, they just don't get it. And he said it's the, the good seed is out there. That's the, God, the people that God created and wanted people to be, and the followers. And then the devil, Satan, came and sowed bad seed, and thus the origin of, I guess you could say sin, if you want to use those terms, the origin of the uh, non-believers, the origin of those who reject God, the origin of those who put themselves first at the expense of others, who do not really live according to the way that they're taught to live, according to values that are good and meaningful. So look at this country today, all the things that are going on. You know, We have plenty of things going on that are pretty negative, pretty destructive, major divisiveness in our people, all the way from the top to the ordinary folks. We have an environment that's starting now to to do what the scientists told us 100 years ago, 50 years ago, 25 years ago would happen. We haven't been taking care of it. We're getting all these extremes in weather, devastating floods, extreme heat, storms, all the other things that are happening, not just in this country, but throughout the world. One of the first times, I guess, in history, the fires in Canada brought the smoke all came down on New York City. And when it comes on a big, heavily populated area like that, we hear about it. Everybody hears about it. Otherwise, we kind of just, eh, yeah, there's smoke in the air. But we need to realize that there are a lot of things going on that really do need some attention. And so we, when we see that, we realize that, yes, the good and the bad are part of life. But in this story, the workers were told they wanted to go out and get the weeds out of there right away. Isn't that our sort of normal response? We have a garden, we have a flower bed, we have a, a you know an area that we're 
uh, kind of taken care of and suddenly it's some weeds and we say, hmm, where'd they come from? So I want to go and get them out of there. And that's understandable. But in a wheat field, you probably know you've driven through wheat country or at least out where there's grain. And it's pretty thick. You can't just go in and take out the weeds without damaging the rest of the crop. And so Jesus is saying in this parable, the, the one in charge said, don't do that. Wait until harvest time. And then we'll gather the wheat. Excuse me. We'll gather the weeds and take them out and burn them. And then we'll gather the good seed, the wheat. And so it's, he's saying to us that we need to live together, you know. We live in this world, a lot of things we don't like about it. We have systems in this world, some are great, some are not. We have governing systems, we have judicial systems, we have legal system, all of that. And yes, some of that needs a lot of work, but it's there and we live with it, whether we agree or not all the time. And we have things that are happening and we do what we can to speak out when needed. But we also have to live with some of the ways that we don't like. And I was thinking about that. Maybe that's pretty obvious. Maybe the, maybe the parable is so straightforward that you kind of understood and knew all this. But I think we need to remind ourselves once in a while. The other, another take on this that I think is also valid. Maybe this parable is about the ambiguities of life as much as anything. Maybe it's about those things that we don't know for sure. We have to make a decision about something. We say, well, let's see, if I do this, I believe I have values in this direction. But, oops, a little bug interrupted. But we, we have values in this direction. But if I do that, what about over here? How is it going to affect my, my future with this, with this company or with this group of people? Or I suppose here maybe with this congregation. But so, so decisions aren't that easy. They might be really serious ones. Should I... Should I move, buy another house and move? Should I, should I go here to get a different job? Should I, uh, some of you who are younger, should I go to this school, that school, this college, that college? Should I, you know, all these kinds of decisions that we have to make. Who do I want to be with the rest of my life? Those kinds of decisions. Obviously, we don't make every decision right. <laughs> the ambiguity of life. Maybe that's what's being said a little bit in this parable. There's many things in <laughs> life. You know, there's the good, the bad, the in-between. I won't say the good, bad, <laughs> whatever the movie title call it. No, no, but anyway, it's, you know, it's, life is, is not nice and neat. We kind of wish it were, but it's really not for most people. You know, if your life is really neat and all put together, let me know. I want to talk to you. Because for most of us, there's things that come up. There's things that we don't expect. There's unexpected tragedies. There's unexpected family breakups. There's unexpected many things, you know, that happen. We have to make decisions. And so I think that can be another part of this. Life is full of ambiguities. The good news is, well, first of all, we make most of those decisions in a good way. I hope most of us do. But we make bad decisions. Again, if you have made any bad decisions, let me know. <laughs> I'd like to meet you. But, you know, we we do. We make decisions later with more information. We say, that wasn't very smart. Just went to the market yesterday, the farmer's market, and bought some fruit that wasn't very good. It looked good. <laughs> I thought I knew what was good. That's a small thing. But bigger issues. You know, we say, 
Well, I'm going to go to school here. This is what I want to do. Two years down the road, we're saying, mm, really, that really isn't what I want to do. And then we start to say, ah, okay, I'll turn a corner. and It'll be okay. So it's, the good news is that even though we make wrong decisions, bad decisions, we live in God's love, God's grace, God's forgiveness. The good news is that we can come here every Sunday, and maybe we don't have a, a specific confession every Sunday, but we can come here every Sunday and we can hear words of forgiveness. Someone has said that if there wasn't any other value in coming to church, they would come just to have that place, that opportunity to say, to confess, and to hear words of forgiveness. That in, itself, in and of itself is important. That, that frees us. It frees us to live in the moment, to do what we need to do, to do it with courage, to do it with strength, to step forth, because we don't have to be 100% perfect. And once in a while I say to people, I don't know what, how it would come up, but I say, I'm not perfect, but I'm really very good. <laughs> and that kind of takes the edge off that perfection. And some of you may question that. I'm not trying to be arrogant, but I think it's just a good way to look at life. You know, we, we can spend all of our time and energy trying to be perfect, and that may be nice, but sometimes we don't get as much of the good stuff done when we do that because we get too tied up. So it's about, I would suggest it's about the ambiguities of life. And life is full of those kinds of things. Not totally right, not totally wrong, somewhere in the middle. Some decisions would be great, some may not be, but there's always forgiveness. And as we think about that, and as I come to close, I want to share a, a prayer with you. And I want you to think about this. Think about some of the things in the last days, weeks, months, I suppose it could be years. Think about some of the decisions you've made or decisions you might have to make in the near future. Think about how they turned out. Think about most of them were pretty good, but some were not. Sometimes it's hard for us to let go when we think, eh, sure made a mistake there. But rather than spend time beating ourselves up over those things, let's think about it this way. I'll say this prayer and it will help us, I think. It says, Dear Lord, our lives are colored by ambiguity and we don't always know the right or best thing to do. But we do know that your love is guiding us, that you have called us to live as your people in the world. When we face hard choices, give us eyes to see the best path forward and the courage to follow it. When we make mistakes, forgive us. When we are hurt by our choices, comfort us. When we hurt others, Help us to reach out to them in love. And above all, and beyond all these decisions, remind us that you still love us and call us back to this place that we may be forgiven, renewed, called, and sent forth once more as your beloved children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So think on these things this week. Now may the grace of God, which the peace of God, which passes all understanding, Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.